Hey, this is episode 98 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony, and sitting right next to me, as always, is my pal, DeQuincy. What's up, people? Episode 98, take 30. Because somebody wanted to be William Shatner in his first attempt. This is episode 98 of the Q&A podcast. The first take that we took, I literally forgot everything I was supposed to say. For some reason, I just literally blanked. And the second take, I was just kind of just messing with you at this point. <laughs> I like how you say, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Dude, you said it 97 times before. <laughs> how do you forget this? It's Sunday, man. It's yeah. been a long week. Yeah. And we took last week off just because I had a headache and I just couldn't get out the house. So Yeah, I hear you. But we're back today. And we're finally giving you the topic we've been talking about. We've been ducking for two episodes. <laughs> talking a little baseball. Postseason baseball. Yeah, well, season is yes. officially season is officially over. Two thousand Astros. That's right. It's oh, not over right. for four teams. We've got two game one sixty threes tomorrow. There should be there needs to be a better term for that. That's completely grammatically incorrect. I I completely know that much. But um, yeah, you're right. But no, you know, it's game 163 for four teams, like you said. And um, what, all four teams are guaranteed to be in the playoffs, correct? That's correct. It's just a matter of trying to figure out the division winners. Mm -hmm. Which is huge for all four teams. Because two division winners and two teams that are going to have to face each other in a one-game playoff. I mean, you're... You're basically extending your season potentially by, you know, an entire series compared to one game. Before we talk about teams and there, I want to ask you, which, what game do you think is more important? This game, the 163, or the one-game playoff? Um, it's got to be the one-game playoff because that's every year. Game 163 is not guaranteed every year. So it's like most years there are clear cut the you know the the winners of the divisions and the wild card winners are usually locked in. And that's why I'm I think this game this 163 is more important because I want to do everything I can to avoid that one game wild card. Oh, for the, you mean for this season? Yeah, I'm just asking if you're in the if you which game is more important? Which one would you do you think is more important? Well, it's, it's, well, if you're talking about for just this season, it's clearly tomorrow's game because, yeah, it's all about that extra. It's all about not having to play one extra game as opposed to playing an entire series. Yes, I'd rather have five shots to go yeah. on than just one. Of course. Um, let's talk about the team. Let's see. Uh, you got any preference on which team where we go first? You want well, we've got to talk about we've got to talk about the hometown nine. I think that's the most important. You want to talk about the, all right? We'll do Astros because I feel like we can, we already started with this. Let's get to stay on track with these with the one sixty threes. Astros can come later. <laughs> this is what a lack of show prep. Yeah, <laughs> it shows. Um, you're right. Let's let's do game one sixty three. All right, so. First off, we'll talk about the NL Central. Milwaukee Brewers will head to Chicago to take on the Cubs. 
Um, on ESPN right now, the Brewers haven't announced their starter, while the Cubs will be starting Jose Quintana. Yes. Is Jose Quintana, is he, was he any good this year? I imagine he was, or else he wouldn't be putting him out there. I'm, it's like, oh. Uh, I don't know. But also. I didn't watch that much of the National League this year. Just Yeah. Yeah. To be honest with you, I didn't watch that much baseball this year. It was like, once, once your team wins the World Series and you know they're playoff bound, like the, the season, the regular season, it doesn't mean as much as it as it used to. Mm-hmm. Well, he went 13 11 this year, 409 ERA. Wait. One, 409 ERA. Yikes. Uh, 1.5 war. Um, if, you th- if you ask me, this could be a matter of maybe the Cubs don't. Maybe the Cubs uh, are looking at it the way we're not looking at it. Like, eh, we're in the playoffs. It doesn't matter if we have to play one game or an entire series next. Also, because of record, whoever wins... Okay, I'm sorry. Whoever loses this game and is forced to the wild card, they'll host the loser of the Dodgers-Rockies. Right. Once game one sixty three. Yeah, because they're both at the current. They're both what ninety three and seventy one. The uh, Cubs and Brewers are ninety five and sixty seven, while the Dodgers and Rockies are both ninety one and seventy one. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I feel like maybe maybe Joe Madden is just crazy Joe Madden, and it's just well, we're in. If we lose tomorrow, at least we get the home field game for the. The wild card, you know, we, at least we get the home field advantage for the wild card game, and we'll trot out Hamels, or we'll trot out Lester, whoever for that game. Um, and then, but then again, you know, that Cubs offense is pretty good to keep. I think the Cubs offense is good enough to keep Quintana in the game. If he is going to give up four runs in the game, I think they're strong enough to score four. At least four, if not more, and uh, bail them out if they need to. And the Brewers, I, you know, I, I really don't know what I don't know what to say about the Brewers um, for tomorrow. For tomorrow, at least, just because we don't know who their starter is. Um, Let me look up the Brewers real quick. Uh, their offense was good this year, though. I mean, Christian Christian Yelich had what like. Two cycle he hit for the cycle twice this year. Yes, and he still has the outside shot of uh, hitting for the uh, triple crown. Yeah, he's um, only two or three behind the leader in National League for RBIs. Quick that's, that's to the Google machine. <laughs> and he's having an amazing season. Do you think he's MVP? Because um, the MVP in the National League is you can make a case for at least six guys. You can make a case for definitely Yelich. Mm-hmm. Um, so currently he's two behind Javier uh, Baez for RBI. RBI. And he's the league leader in home runs, correct? Uh, he's here. He is. Yeah, I don't think he's tied with anybody in the championship. League leader for home runs and batting average. Um, you could make a case. Yes, he's tied with Carpenter at thirty six. Okay, 
you could make a case for that guy from the Mets, Jacob DeGrom, who had – I mean, he's going to win the Cy Young anyways. I think you can make a case – we can make a case for and people who are more stat-inclined can make a, state, a case for but people who who actually vote are the older – the old heads, mm-hmm. they're not going to vote for a guy who his team was under 500, they didn't make the playoffs, and he won less than 10 games. Exactly. <laughs> oh, not any fault of his, but still, uh, right, right. It's, I don't think he's going to win. I think they're going to do, I give it to a hitter. Um, if it was up to me, I'd give it to uh, Yelich. So he's been incredible this year. USA Today's, I guess, their top. Looks like their top five. Yeah, lay it on me, my friend. Uh, they've, their top five candidates are Christian Yelich, mm-hmm. Javier Baez, mm-hmm. Freddie Freeman from the Braves, mm-hmm. Matt Carpenter from the Cardinals, Lorenzo Cain from the Brewers, teammate of Yelich, Nolan Arenado, and looks like, I think there's a sixth. I guess it's a sixth. Jacob DeGrom from the Mets. Um, He'll probably get like fifth, sixth place votes, but I don't think he's going to win. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I, I just want to throw his name out there just to give him some love because he should win the, the Scion Award, and it would just be insane. I mean, it would be amazing if he won MVP, but um, there's there's plenty of players whose teams are, are fighting for the playoffs right now that it would, it would make more sense. Obviously, it would make more sense for them to win MVP. Kane, Baez, um, Carpenter. Well, no, well, not Carpenter because they're out. Kane, Baez, and uh, Arenado. Everybody, basically, but DeGrom and Carpenter. Yo, Kane, Baez, Arenado. Carpenter was in it. The Cubs were in it until, what, yesterday? Yeah. They, they got knocked out. Freeman and uh, Yelich. But, you know... To to put it out there, I think I think Yelich should win the MVP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, potential triple crown winner. Twice hit for the cycle this year. They're in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I mean he's probably the best all. I mean he's the best all around player in the National League right now. That's has twenty one stolen bases. 34 triples. Or, John, not triples. I'm sorry, not triples. <laughs> no, no, I mean, uh, doubles. I was like, 34 triples? Wow. I didn't know he was picking them up and putting them down like that. No, no, he got he's... all his PF flyers on. Who do you think wins? Who you got? I'll say Yelich. No, I'm sorry. Oh, the game. The game. Um, Man, it's hard because that Cubs lineup is good, too, with Baez, you know, as, as your top guy. But... Um, because the Cubs are going to be trotting out Baez, Chris Bryant, uh, Daniel Murphy, who's their second baseman now. Rizzo. I mean, that's a, look at this lineup, dude. I mean, I'm on fan graphs right now looking them up. Zobrist, who's just got that. He's still got that. Um, you know, he's their their. Big time veteran presence. You know, when I look at their team, I was expecting them to be top heavy, but I'm looking at their, their war. It's, it's pretty even. Bias has definitely been the best player for the Cubs this year. Yeah. But everyone else is somewhere between their war is somewhere between three point seven 
all the way down to Alberto Amaro Jr. and he's one point one. So at least he's he's been above replacement. Mm-hmm. I think their worst guy hitting wise has been um, uh, what's his name Dexter Fowler. I'm not even sure he played, doesn't even play anymore. Does anyone know? <laughs> um, so you have the Cubs winning. Cubs get uh, win the division. Oh man. Um, no, you know what? Just to make everything, um, to make everything consistent, I picked Yelich to win MVP. I'm picking the Brewers to win, to be division champs. And to play a full series and letting the Cubs fight out, fight it out for to move on. And now when I look at the um, the Brewers, they're the top every team. Yeah. They have Yelich and Kane, who have been their two of players, and then Travis Shaw, uh, Jesus Aguilar, and then after that, it drops down their WAR. Uh, let's see, Aguilar is at three point one, and then the next highest person is Ryan Braun at one point three. And Aguilar for a 3.1 WAR for a guy who hit 34, 35 home runs this season, came out of nowhere to hit 34, 35 home runs mm-hmm. this season. It's not a bad guy to have. Uh, Jonathan Scope is their second baseman, I believe, who's been known to have you know some pop in his bat. This, uh, you know, I don't know if we talked about the Brewers very much at the beginning of the season. I know. I was kind of looking at the Braves a little more, mm-hmm. um, but this this Brewers team wound up being really good. And considering they lost Jimmy Nelson at the beginning of the season, I believe. Who did they lose him this year? Ooh, I think he might. Have he was right. their number one. I mean, he was technically he was their ace going into the season. Was their ace, and I think he he got hurt at the beginning of the season. What's his name again? Jimmy. Jimmy Nelson. Yeah. Yeah, he was hurt all year. Rotator cuff surgery. Yikes. Did I tell you my uncle has to have rotator cuff surgery? Oof. Yeah, he was at work. He was working on one of the garbage trucks and he was putting in, he was helping putting in an engine hoist and it was his right shoulder and that shoulder just said, okay, I'm done with this. Oh, just gave out. Man. Yeah, look, look, this is about as high as he can raise his arm. Like, oh, man. <laughs> I told him, man, they go in there, they're going to get all that scar tissue out and you ain't going to be able to use that arm for at least three weeks. Yeah. And then therapy, oof, that's the worst part. Man, that's rough. At least dude. surgery, you put your ass out for it. Therapy, you got to do that every day. Mm-hmm. That's what really... Test your your metal. Yeah. So you have so you're picking the Brewers cleanest week. I hate when we agree because <laughs> where we argue, but uh, I agree with you. I I like the Brewers. I enjoy what they've done um, on the field, and they're you know who their GM is, right? I don't. David Stearns, and you know where he came from. Oh, that's right. He came from the Astros. Yes. Yeah. So I'm always rooting. I, I pull for that team. Pull for uh, former Astros guys. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense now because they went and got some guys that... They got guys that nobody wanted. Nobody wanted to pay Lorenzo Cain $70 million. But they they took a shot on him. And it's, wor- it's worked out pretty well this year. 
Um, yeah. Everybody was like, Christian Yelich, like, what? <laughs> Who's this guy? What's he doing here? I think people were like, it's a nice addition, but I don't think anybody saw Christian Yelich being an MVP, can- MVP candidate this year. Yeah, he's always been a, a good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to his years as um, Miami Marlin. Yeah. I am old and turning into my mother because I keep saying, I want to say, say Florida. Florida. <laughs> I want to say Florida Marlins. Florida Marlins. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? San Diego Chargers. St. Louis Rams. <laughs> we all turn to our parents. Uh, but uh, Los Angeles go- Raiders. Yes. Soon to be the Ve- uh, Las Vegas, Vegas Raiders. Oakland. The Oakland Raiders. But going back to Christian Yelich, he was always a de- uh, decent player. He was good. But he's really found his footing as a superstar mm-hmm. in Milwaukee. I think people... I think the word on the street was that he had potential mm-hmm. to be this good. But... He just hadn't put it together, um, and I think people wanted to see if he was um, if he was just a product of being the same lineup as Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah, and it turns out he's not. He's clearly an elite player, um, and he showed that right away when he when he got sent to Milwaukee. So good for him. Congratulations on winning MVP because I know he's going to win MVP. I'm calling it right now. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's go to the other series. We got uh, who else? Who is it? Dodgers and Rockies. Yeah, Dodgers and Rockies. The Rockies were seeing German, German Marquez or German? Probably German. All right. German Marquez and the Dodgers will send Walker Bueller. Oh. Bueller. 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 All right. Let's play that. <laughs> we got it out of our system. Yeah. In, um, in Dodger Stadium. And we didn't even know he was going to be pitching tomorrow, and we still knew to get that out of our system. Okay. How many times have you seen it in Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Oh, countless times. Yeah. So I love it. It's a great movie. But You want to talk about the Dodgers or Rockies first? I want to talk about Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, the Dodgers. Okay. Let's talk about the Dodgers. All right, give me a second to load up their stats on here. Bottom line with the Dodgers, or not bottom line, but while, while you're doing that, mm-hmm. but... The thing about the Dodgers is they're obviously resilient because, sure, it, you know it's not it's not a big it may not be the most like bold thing to say about the defending National League champion <laughs> uh, Los Angeles Dodgers, but the fact that they're back in the playoffs um, after a year where again they've been decimated by injuries. I mean, again. Clayton Kershaw was out for most of the year with injuries. Um, and really, that's where it begin, begins and ends. If that guy's hurt, you know, that's never a good thing. It's never good because he's one of the greatest pitchers ever at this point. Say, I mean, it's we can say that with certainty now. Speaking of Clayton Kershaw, before we get – let's keep going, dig into him. I read a Ringer, Ringer article a couple weeks ago where they are talking about he's not the best pitcher anymore and they were naming some um, guys to replace him. So, first off, do you think Kershaw is still the best pitcher in baseball right now? And if not, who would you um, nominate? Um, is the best overall pitcher right now? Right now, I'm going to say... No. 
And I'm going to say Max Scherzer is the best pitcher in baseball right now because, I mean, he's he's clearly in his prime and he's, I mean, just been utterly dominant since he's been in Washington. Um, he had over, what, 300 strikeouts this year. He, you know, is a... If DeGrom doesn't win the Cy Young, then he's probably going to win. Um, but for a guy with two different color eyes, I mean, he has just been an you incredible pitcher. Every time we have to talk about it, you just want to talk about he has two different eyes. And that's so wrong. Uh, okay. Look how serious I was about that. And yeah, I just, 100%, boom, just threw it in. Um, I think I have to agree with you about um, Mad Max. He's definitely been the best. He's been the better picture this year and last year. And going back to Clayton Kershaw, so we just wrapped up 2018. Guess the last season that Clayton Kershaw pitched over 200 innings. I, I think it's, what, 2016? Nope, he pitched 149. Wow, so what, 2014? Nope, 2015. 232 and two-thirds innings. Jeez. He's making $32 million. But look, here's the thing about Kershaw. He's only 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, he, There's still plenty of time for him to regain best in the best in the world status. Um, and I think he has an opt-out after this year, too. I think you're right. Because he's on the hook for two more years and $65 million. Mm-hmm. But Clayton Kershaw, let me go. But basically, but then again, God, no, I will say Scherzer's the best pitcher because the strength of the team shouldn't, re- I mean, it, it's not supposed to rely on one guy. Yes, he is. Sorry, he has an out clause after this year. Okay. He's definitely taking it. Of course, because he can get insane, even more insane money. Um, it's weird how I started out saying that he's been hurt most of the year, and that's never a good thing for any team. Or it's never good for the Dodgers when he's hurt for most of the year. Um, but then we say he's not the best pitcher in baseball. When Max Scherzer's playing for a team that uh, should have been better than they were this year, yeah, that's not Max Scherzer's fault. I mean, as yeah. a pitcher, pitcher, you only can do so much. He's out there; he's putting, he's doing everything. If no one else is hitting yeah. or pitching around him, he's just SOL. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's the big. That's the big you know, point of this season is that they're still in it mm-hmm. despite losing an ace for most of the year in Kershaw. Um, and not only that, they've been hurt. Their whole team has been hurt. Their whole rotation has gone through injuries all year. Alex Wood was out for injury, for an injury for a while. Um, old Ryu was out for a little bit with, with, you know, he missed most of the year with an injury. What's that guy's name? Who? Rue? Rue? No, it's a. Uh, it's not Ryu. R Y U, just like it's spelled in Street Fighter. Yes, we all made that joke, but it's not that. It's like 
not Ryu. Are you sure? Ryu? Rue? Something like that. It's unfortunately it's not Street Fighter. I want it to be Ryu. Come on. You know what? Fuck it's Ryu. It's Ryu. <laughs> yeah. let you, you can have that one. Thank you. Uh he was hurt for most of the year. Mm-hmm. Um I think Walker Bueller was hurt for a little uh, I have your word for it because I'm just looking at the game started. So you yeah. only started 22 games. Yeah, it's bottom line. It's it's amazing that they're still in it, that they're still this close, considering how much injury uh, or how many injuries they've they've had they've dealt with um, with their pitching this season. Their lineup has been pretty consistent all year. Well, nice to see. Last week, week or so, uh, Yusel Puig was a man on fire. <laughs> Puig, you know, Puig's been Puig this year. Matt Kemp had a resurgent year yeah. this year. Um, this guy Max Muncie, yeah, Max Max Muncie came out of nowhere. Yeah, just led the team in home runs, and I think it's was second RBI to Matt Kemp. The Matt Kemp revival is like one. It's why sports is so awesome when <laughs> things like that happen. Um, but yeah, I just for me, I thought the Yankees, the, not the Yankees, the Dodgers run away with this division. And so during the middle of the baseball season, when people were freaking out about the Astros slump and they were still like twenty games over five hundred, and like the Dodgers were, you know, around five hundred battling. The Rockies and the uh, Diamondbacks, I just never felt like there was a national panic with them. Mm-hmm. But, man, yeah, it's the Dodgers. They just went to the World Series. They barely lost, so. Want to talk about the Rockies? The Rockies, Let's like I said, we, the Rockies. we haven't been paying attention to the National League most of the year. Mm-hmm. That especially goes for the Colorado Rockies, with the exception of Nolan Arenado, just because he's on my fantasy team. I didn't even know the uh, Diamondbacks were in it until last week. Yeah. I was like, wow, the Diamondbacks are actually playing decent baseball. But Who knew? Not I. I'm not surprised, though, because the Diamondbacks, I mean, they've got Granke, they've got Goldschmidt. I mean, those are two... Um, those are the those are two kind of guys that you know your team should be built around as a a top tier first baseman and a top tier pitcher. And the rest of, and from there you know the rest of the lineup wasn't that bad. Yeah, but uh, we'll talk about the Diamondbacks at the end of the season. So let's get back to these Rockies. Uh, I think was. The thing that amazed me about the Rockies is they ha- they have, let's see. That they play in Colorado and uh, have a, an ace pitcher in Kyle Freeland, I believe. Yeah. Who went 17-7 and seven with a sub-3 ERA. I mean, I think that's what's amazing. That's the most amazing thing. 202 innings, ERA of 2.85. And it's not like he's a big strikeout guy. He only gets uh, 7.7K per nine. Right. Wow, he walks a lot. 3.1. Uh, walks for a nine. But the one thing he doesn't do, he doesn't give him home runs. Which is insane for that ballpark. Yeah. It's him. Same thing with Marquez. 
they don't have they they don't have a very high home run um, given up average. That was terrible. That was god awful. That was god awful. I don't need your help. And I'll t- <laughs> tell you how terrible. It is. But, but yeah, they're actually they're winning with an ace and you know a, a pretty damn good number two. Yeah, Marquez is not a bad guy to go. Yeah, he's the strikeout guy. Ten point four K per nine. 221 overall, and a, a guy, a, a sub-4 ERA, mm-hmm. you know, for being 23 years old, I mean, that's a, that's insane. To be that young, to be pitching, that I mean, that's a, that's a really good season for that ballpark, for that team. But that lineup is also really good too, man. I mean, look, Trevor Story bounced back. I think he was hurt a year or two ago, and he kind of... He was hurt at the end of this year too. What happened to he? He's back, but he was hurt like a week ago. He um, he's sur- he's gotten better. That's I guess that's the way to put it because he had that really great first year, that rookie year, where he hit what twenty seven homers in ninety seven games. Kind of tailed off a little bit last year, and then this year really took off. Mm-hmm. You know should receive top 10 voting, I think, for MVP, just based on the numbers at least. And we got 42 doubles, 35 homers, top, what, 10 in homer and RBI for sure. 290 average, it's not bad. I mean, that's not bad at all. Um, and he's your shortstop. I mean, he's like uh, another Tulowitzki, basically. Speaking 36 homers, I'm sorry. Speaking of Tulowitzki, does Tulo even play anymore? I, last time was he, last time I saw he was, what, in... Toronto? Yes. I don't know. Maybe he just maybe he just uh, kept going to Saskatchewan and just you know, lived further out. I don't know. Just disappeared into the snowstorm. But look at this. Never to be seen again. Charlie Blackman, who's just been good for a few years now, was good again this year. Um, Carlos Gonzalez, who was a guy, you know, he had a decent year this year, but, you know, it's definitely a guy that was looked at as, I think, as a trade candidate this year. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he's stuck around and, and he's doing okay. They brought back Matt Holiday for a little bit, but I don't think he's played much. It doesn't look like he's played much. Um, see, 63 plate appearances, 23 games for yes. Matt Holiday. Try to get all that old seven magic out of those, uh, out yeah. of those shoes, those cleats. So, where are they? Pl- they're playing where tomorrow? Dodger Stadium. Dodger Stadium. Um. Now uh, we've already did one upset, or we already picked one road team to win. Mm-hmm. Are we going two for two? No, I'm gonna pick the Dodgers. Ah, I hate when we agree. Agreed again? Yes. Damn it! I would have thought you were gonna go for the upset. Um, I like the Rockies. I like Arenado because he's on my fantasy team and he's fantasy. one of my best fantasy players. Um, three or four years running now. Um, wow! Shots fired at Bryce Harper, who's also on your fantasy team. 
Yeah, well, Bryce Harper has not been one of my best players for three or four years running. That's <laughs> <laughs> just that's an easy one to say. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I like the idea of Colorado being in it and having a series and stuff like that, but I think maybe they're, uh, you know, hey, I haven't, you know, I've, uh, I've been wrong in the past, but I feel like they, it's just not their time this year. I mean, look, they're in it, they're in the playoffs technically, but I think they'll be fighting for the, for the uh, wild card game after this. I think they're going to lose tomorrow and, and the Dodgers will you know, get to rest up and face uh, potentially the Rockies again, right? Oh, no, no, that'll be... Oh, Jesus Christ. See, now we have to look at who's going to face who after these after these two games. So... This the winner, the, the loser of the... The loser of the... Uh... Dodgers Rockies game will play the loser of the. What am I saying? Okay. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just sitting here like, I wonder if he's going to figure this out. Why just sit here? (laughs) I don't know. It wasn't English. Um, All right, hold on. Let me get back to this page real quick. So. I don't need to see who's clinched the spot. I already know he's in, but thank you. So, uh, go to the standings real quick. Uh, the, the internet is buggy. There we go. Okay. So, Chicago, out of Chicago and Milwaukee, whatever team wins will have the best record in the National League. So, whoever wins th- that game is the top seed for yes. the National League. So,. That that team will take on the winner of the wild card game. So there's, okay. a, ch- there's a chance like the Cubs may win this the game, division. the division game, and then turn around and see the Brewers again on Friday or Saturday. <laughs> That's insane. Maybe we should have recorded on Tuesday yeah. after after all of this. And the Braves are just <laughs> sitting there waiting for whoever wins out of the Dodgers and Rockies. Yeah. Because they'll take on the winner of that. They AL so much easier. So much easier. Gotta love it. Okay, so having said that, you know, just because... We know all these, all six of these teams are in the playoffs in the National League. So let's just, to make it easy, since we're not going to be able to record before the start of the... We're not going to be able to record soon after tomorrow's games. Mm-hmm. Who do you got going to the World Series? Who do you have going all the way to the World Series? Out of the National League? Out of the National League, because we'll talk about the AL in a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't think it's going to be the Braves. Because they're too... you got to get your heart broken before you can win. I, I completely agree with that. And I said that earlier because, remember, we, we talked about... We made that bet. I, t- 
told you the Braves were going to win. Yes, I owe you around. Damn, I swear the Phillies just as soon as they I, were looking good. Yeah. As soon as I put that out in the airway, as soon as I said it and I put the podcast out, the Phillies like just cratered. They didn't. Even, they finished at eighty and eighty-two. Mm-hmm. They went from you know I think they were leading the division when I said that and like just uh, down like a stone. So okay, Braves, you broke my heart. You made me lose a bet, so you're out. Uh, Dodgers. You know, I'm going with the Brewers. Damn it. <laughs> were you going with the Brewers? I was going to go with the Brewers just because I said they were going to win tomorrow and that Yelich was going to be the MVP. And carry them. You know, I'll let you keep your Brewers. Let me pick another team then. Man, I will pick... Jeez, this is so difficult because all these teams are like so... And I don't want to just pick the Cubs just because... Ultimately, I, I want to see an Astros Cubs World Series, but you know I want to feel like I'm putting some thought into it yeah. <laughs> instead of just my heart. Yeah, but it's like okay, I don't want to pick the Dodgers because I don't, I don't. Teams rarely yeah. nowadays make it to the World Series two years in a row. Knock on, yeah. I'm knocking on wood right now. And that's um, real wood because this is this that chair you're sitting in was from like the '60s. Like it's a it's an antique chair when they were making them out of real wood. Oh. So, I'm you've done good. All right, so I'm not picking the Dodgers. Braves broke my heart. Like I said, they're out. So, I'm not picking the Brewers because I don't want to cop you anymore. <laughs> so, um, I'll go with the Cubs. Okay, that's fair. The Cubs. I don't mind. I'm picking the Brewers mm-hmm. just for consistency's sake. And that's okay. And, that's, uh, a, that's a team MLB doesn't want to see in the World Series. Oh, shit. If we're talking about teams that the the MLB would be fine with any team, the te- two teams that they would hate to make just for ratings would be the Brewers and the Rockies. Of course. The Cubs are the Cubs, Dodgers are the Dodgers, and the Braves have history. Have the South. Yeah. I'm going. I'm sticking with the Brewers. Right, I'm picking the Cubs. Who is your? We both talk about your MVP, Yelich. Yes, I agree. Cy Young. You gotta go with Degrom. I'm going Degrom as well. It's hard not to. Uh, is that all the awards you want to talk about? Rookie of the Year. Uh, I really don't care. Osuna. Osuna. Oh, the Braves. Braves. Oh, probably so. Yeah. Osuna or Soto. Those. I think yeah. those are your two options. Well, it's got to be Osuna because his team's in the playoffs. I don't think that matters for rookie of the year, though. It can't hurt. I mean, it can't hurt, but like, if you're a great rookie, well, coach, okay, here's here's what Osuna hit. What I mean, yeah, he had what home runs in eight straight games, something like that. Yeah, that that puts him over. Okay, you got to do that. Um, any other manager of the year? Do you care? Uh, I'm gonna go with the Braves. Whoever the Braves manager is, that guy. <laughs> That guy. Yeah. To take that young rotation to the playoffs, to take that young lineup to the playoffs. Um, you notice that manager of the year, it doesn't go, it rarely goes to the best manager. It goes to the manager of the team that surprised us. Mm-hmm. Because I was looking at um, manager odds today for AL. A- AJ Hinch has no chance. It's going to um, Bob Melvin. Yeah. 
and it's like we won a World Series and won more games this year. You think they're putting a running, but right. like if it goes to any, is he gonna go to uh, Melvin of the A's or uh, Alex Cora of the Red Sox? Mm-hmm. Okay. I and it's a uh, it's Acuna, not Osuna. Oh, Acuna. Akuna. I'll say it when I say it. You know who the hell I meant. Tangent. Speaking of that, before I came over here, the Lion King was on, and I asked my girlfriend, "Do you think Mufasa is James Earl Jones' most iconic role?" <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's either that or Darth Vader, or the King from Coming to America, <laughs> or the or- voice of CNN for seventy years. This is CNN. I'm still... I'm picking Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends how old you are. Because for me, around my age and younger, is probably going to be Mufasa. Mm-hmm. And if you're living over like your 40s and uppers, when you first got... You know, you, like your dad. Yeah. It's probably going to be Star Wars. It's probably going to be Darth Vader. And I'm going to go... I'm going to be that guy and mm-hmm. I'm going to say CNN. Okay. Because if you look at it, his voice was on television in homes across America every night for decades. Did people know it was him? Because I literally had no idea until you just told me. You didn't know that? No, I did not. I, I don't watch... CNN? I rarely watch news. Uh, or like the big news channels. Like CNN and, and, and SBC and Fox News can die in a fire. I keep it local. If I watch news. You don't watch the, the failing CNN? Hmm? <laughs> the, the failing CNN. CNN. <laughs> yeah, it's the James Earl Jones. Uh, okay. Well, I'm glad you learn something new every day. Uh, where was the word? That was one hell of a tangent. <laughs> We're talking about wars. Any other wars you can think about the uh, the National League? Yeah. Um. No, I think that's it. Okay. So moving on to the American League. Do you just want to make this Astros? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I, I think, um, yeah. or you want to run through those awards real quick, and then we just yeah, we can do that too. All right, uh, American League MVP. You know, you and I have talked about this a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go with JD Martinez, and I know you're gonna go with Mookie Betts because mm-hmm. you've been saying it for a couple months now. I mean, a lot of look. A lot of people have been saying Mookie Betts for a few months now, so that's no surprise. But um, you know, it's uh, it's really tough. It's really tough, you know, with these guys. Yeah, I think what we're Betts will have. I mean, Betts has the you know the advantage in WAR, right? You should. I just looked. Martinez at six point two. Betts was like what ten? Yeah, ten point eight. Are you looking on ESPN? Yeah. Okay. I mean, look, Betts had an amazing year. And as much as I want to say Alex Bregman for MVP, um, yeah, you kind of you know it's it's all about Mookie Mookie or JD. I mean, they're one and two in, in uh, batting average. 
Martinez is second in homers, first in RBI. Betts has the advantage in war. Um, what did you say uh, his uh, J.D. Martinez war is on ESPN? 6.2. Okay, they got a 5.6 on Fangraphs because they subtract for his defense. Uh, a lot for his defense. But, um, yeah, I think, man, J.D. Martinez will be top six. Top six? Top six. Because I think Betts wins. Okay. Trout's up. Trout's going to be somewhere in there, mm-hmm. to either two or three. Bregman, Jose Ramirez, mm-hmm. and Matt Chapman. Who? Matt Chapman for the Oakland Athletics. Matt Chapman? Who's, what does he play? Third base. Oh, okay. Not Chris Davis? Led the league in homers, second in RBI this year. Right, 247 hours, no, never mind. <laughs> 247 for the fourth consecutive year. <laughs> That's a... <laughs> Sports is dope, yo. It really is. But, uh, yeah, that would be my top six. I think I'd probably put J.D. fifth above, above uh, Chapman. But I wouldn't be surprised if Chapman gets... If, if in the uh, official vote he's higher than J.D. Martinez just because voters like, oh, he did it by himself while J.D. had bets. Mm-hmm. So takes away from J.D. and helps elevate Chapman. Yeah, but Chapman had Davis. 247. <laughs> and I, that same kind of thing is going to hurt Alex Bregman when if people – when they get their votes from other chapters outside of Houston, they haven't been pl- they haven't paying attention to his team. They look at it like, well, yeah, he did great, but look at all that talent around him, mm-hmm. and not paying attention to well, <laughs> a bunch of that talent on the field was hurt or ineffective. And, and that's why I think Bregman should be top three, finish top three in MVP. I'm not going to disagree with you. Correa, Altuve, Springer were all hurt at for big chunks of the year. Marvin Gonzalez took a huge step back. He certainly did. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not and gonna Bregman took a huge step forward mm-hmm. from last year. Like one, two, three is gonna be in some order: Betts, Trout, and Bregman. I'm okay with that. I would say. Mar- I'll say Martinez, Betts, and Bregman. Okay. Yeah. I think Bregman finishes third. Because um, honestly, like in the last two weeks, he, he did tail off a little bit. He was hitting homers every night. And then, like, I guess once everybody came back, he kind of took a, a step back. He took a, took a seat, essentially. Gene got to play at 125%. Everybody else back to help you. Man, but 51 doubles, 31 homers, 103 RBI, 105 runs scored. He has his own base. Uh, streak going that will go into next year. Mm-hmm. It's the longest active streak. It's the longest streak since Derek Jeter. Wow. So, uh, yeah. Anytime you're doing something that involves the words Derek Jeter, you've done good. <laughs> Except it's, if it's on the defense. Um, so, J.D. Martinez and I'm picking Boogie Betts. Betts, correct? Yes. Alright, so let's go to Cy Young. Blake Snell. Oh, I so thought you were going to make the Chris Sale argument. No, I mean, 
guy won what twenty one games this year? Twenty one and five. Twenty one and five on a not so great Tampa Bay team. They finished over five hundred, didn't they? They finished ninety games. They won ninety games this year. Okay, you can't say they were bad. You most years you win ninety games, you're head to the playoffs. Yeah. Um. The only problem is they are in the wrong division. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Ninety games has them tied with the Braves in NL East, third in NL Central, second in NL West, and second in the AL Central. It's not bad. Um. Look, you at twenty-one and five. Point nine seven whip. 221 strikeouts. A 1.89 ERA in the American League. Mm-hmm. That, I think that settles it right there. A 1.89 ERA in the American League. Pitching in the American League East. Pitching, you know, presumably against the defending world champs, Houston Astros. I don't know if he actually played, if he actually pitched against them this year, but there's an opportunity for him to pitch against that lineup. If you give me a minute, I can look up and see you actually pitched against the Astros. So, um, so he, what he did actually twice. Oh. Yeah, he sure did. He went one and one this year. Congratulations. All right. Look at you. And look at this. Look at this. Hmm? He. Oh, no. Yeah, his ERA dropped the entire season. It's not like he got to a certain, like he started out with a one ERA and kind of went. He lowered his ERA throughout the season. At September 1st, his ERA was 2.02. Mm-hmm. By the end of the month, it's 189. This late in the season to drop it be below, uh, below two is is astounding. To do that in September is unheard of. At the beginning of August, it was a 227 ERA. The beginning of June, his ERA was 236. I keep losing his damn name. You know, I'm looking at this list, and I'm on fan graph, so the war isn't the same as what you have on ESPN. Mm-hmm. So if I told you to guess where Dallas Keiko ended up in the American League in war, uh-huh. with every other pitcher, every other starter, where would you guess he ranked? Ranked? Yeah. What's his number in, in war? Uh, nice number war. I mean, where do you think he ranked? Out of how many pitchers? Give me uh, a Right. This list has like 50, 30 pitchers on it. Out of 30 pitchers? Mm-hmm. His war, what did he finish? Uh, okay, 20th. 20th? 11th. He had that streak of, pitch, of, of games where he was getting back on track. 
Let's see. Verlander's first. Garrett Cole is third. Naz Keiko is 11. Charlie Morton is 15th. <laughs> Just ridiculous. Has a, a team ever had that many players in the top 20 for war? A top, uh, that many pitchers in the top 20 for war? What was the year that all the Phillies... The Phillies Aces were together. Oh eight, right? Was it eight? You know, Holiday Hamels. I'll go back and look. And it's in the National League. But I'm still making the case for Blake Snell for uh, AL Cy Young. What's keeping you from? Um, Uh, Chris Sale. A 1.89 ERA in the American League. Was that 2008 or 2009? I'm still showing Corey Oswald on that team, on the Astros. And look, Chris Sale had a low ERA going into, or, you know, late in the season as well, but he got hurt, right? Mm-hmm. There's a mixture of he got hurt plus let's just leave him out for a while because we don't want to he always he always uh, he breaks down during playoffs yeah during at the end of the season so he was accommodated him being hurt let's give him a couple more weeks of rest before we bring him back yeah. problem with that is he came back and his velocity is down almost 2 miles an hour down to what like 90 miles an hour hmm. I think he's normally around 94 95 now it's down to 92 jeez yeah, you know, look, he pitched 27 games, didn't crack 200 innings. Um, again, doesn't look like he quality like he qualifies for uh, you know league leading you know amongst the league leaders uh, because with a 211 ERA, he should rank second behind Snell's one point. Eight nine. You're just holding on. ERA to in the American League. You're just you're holding on to that. That's insane. Um. Damn. Where the heck am I? Internet, don't fail me now. Internet, you failed me always. All right, I'm back to. And this considering one. Sale played on the best team in baseball this year. I mean, you know the best team record wise. Best team record wise. So. Chris Sale, he doesn't qualify for innings. He only pitched 158 innings. Mm-hmm. Wow. Did you say Blake Snell pitched 182 innings? Did he? 180.2 innings, sorry. So 180 innings. You know how many Justin Verlander pitched? <laughs> like 250? 214 innings. That's 30 more innings than your man with the... With the 1.89 ERA, 13 more innings. <laughs> you go six. You go six innings per game. That's five more games he pitched. Snell Snell pitched three more games than Sale. I talk about Sale. <laughs> Thirty plus more innings, right? We, uh, he pitched twenty twenty two innings more. Yeah. Okay. So you got over Chris Sale. I'm picking Justin Verlander. 
give me my give me my workhorse. The dude is out there. Yeah, he's only six and uh, six and nine. Okay, sixteen and nine. Sixteen and nine, which is a good record. A good record, but I say repetition. I don't give a damn about pitchers win loss records. Not your fault if you give you go nine innings to give a one run. The opposing pitcher goes nine innings to give zero runs. You get screwed because your teammates couldn't hit. So I don't care about win loss. I don't I don't mind that pick either one because he's Verlander, he's for the Astros. You know, that's my team. Hey, you talk about is he right? Two point five two in the American League. Third overall in the American League. Mm-hmm. I mean and he had it at like one point eight nine at for a good stretch of the season as well this year. Um pitching on our, arguably the best team in baseball. Um and the fact that he's he pitched so well at age 35, 290 strikeouts, a new career high. Are you serious? Yes. What? Yes. His career high prior was in 2009 when he struck out 269 hitters. He bested that by 21 strikeouts this year. In one less start than that year of 09. He had had 35 starts that year. Wasn't that his MVP year? No. He went 19-9 that year. Oh. Two years later was when he went 24-5. That was a ridiculous year. And the way he was pitching this year, it looked like he was going to go 24-5, but... You know, he had some some rough starts. Or not rough starts. Well, he had a couple of rough starts, but he had some games that were blown, you know, late. By certain uh, certain guys who are no longer on the team. And you want to talk about Snails. 1.89 ERA. Here's the number one. In the American League. In the American League. Here's, here's another number for you. you got to keep Here's the number one. Another number for you. 3.19. That's his walks per nine. Your boy was putting them on the base and like he was going out of town. You want to know what Verlander's was? His walk per nine? 1.56. Half. Half. Half the walk. He was putting them on. That's why he doesn't have the innings pitch. Because he burned himself off in the sixth, seventh inning. While Verlander still throwing them and striking them out. 30 extra innings, man. Five games, five games, five games, five games, five games of six innings pitch. Snow had 31 starts. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I, I would, if, 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 like, honestly, if Verlander won, I would be okay. For a while there, if Garrett Cole had won, I would have been okay with that. Garrett Cole finished fourth in ERA. At 288, 115-5, 276 strikeouts, a ridiculous K for 9, what, like, 12.4, and, uh, what, the record for most strikeouts to start a season after, like, three starts? Didn't he have, like, 137,000 strikeouts after his first three starts? I mean, you might be going a little low, but yeah. A little low, yeah, something like that, but, because he had, like... Back-to-back 14 strikeout games to start the year or something like that. I mean, the guy was filthy all year. 
And he was your, what, number four guy going into the year? Yeah. How insane is that? That's crazy. This whole, this whole rotation's been insane. And we don't even talk about... My name is Charlie. Charlie Morton. CFI. I'm glad. I was so gr- glad to see him pitch today because he looked he looked good. Whatever yeah. issue he had in his last start, the man leave at the the first inning, looks like it never happened. And they kept him at three innings mm-hmm. just to kind of keep him loose, but you know not taxing him. You know, let's think about the Astros. Okay, so you know the big the big deal for us or for me at least was that um, yeah they finished second overall in the American League. Um, but they set a franchise record, 103 games, 103 victories this year. Uh, they went 103 and 59, and look in good shape to keep to go back to back to get back to the World Series for the second year in a row, to win a second World Series um, in a row. This team um, has it all. They really are the most complete team in baseball, I think, at this point. Even more so than the Red Sox. Yeah, because I look at every team and I can see a flaw. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Indians, their bullpen, I think, you know, let me look up. Go team stats. I, you're probably going to find faster than I am because I got to look through everything. Pitching relievers. Reliever ERA. I mean, the only thing that I, I look at their... The Indians ERA for their bullpen was 4.64. For the Astros... 1.8! Oh, oh, wait, wrong. wrong sorry, wrong ERA. <laughs> for the Astros, <laughs> it was even three. Which is... Pretty good. If we go by war, there are only two teams that have a better bullpen than the Astros. The Yankees. Can you guess the second team? You'll, you won't. I won't? You won't guess it. Athletics? Nope. They did not make the playoffs. They did not make the playoffs. Not uh, close to the playoffs. The Mariners? Nope. Um, I don't know. They finished 25 games out of first place. That would be the San Diego Padres. <laughs> oh, wow. Is Brad Hand that good? I don't even know who's on the – hold on. Is he still on the team? Well, I assume because he was that guy that everybody was like, oh, if you're going to get a reliever – last year, but it was like, if you're going to get a reliever, you got to get Brad Hand. By war, he is – he's on the Indians. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Dude, I don't – that like came and went and I remember nothing yeah right. so, so I look at the, like I look at the Indians lineup and yeah they've got three guys that hit over 30 homers this year three key guys that hit over 30 homers this year mm-hmm. um, but I'm still not afraid of that lineup I look at the Red Sox and I look at Betts and Martinez and I'm still not afraid of that lineup I look at the Yankees Stanton and Judge. And I'm not afraid of that line. I look at Judge and all I can see is him swinging helplessly at uh, uh, Lance McCullers uh, curveball. That's all I see. 
But yeah, I don't. I, I mean, and maybe to an extent, Glaber Torres. And for the Red Sox, also like they'll have home if the Astros meet them, they'll have home field advantage, and it's like we beat them at their stadium last year, right? And four, so. And we beat them at their stadium this year. Yes, and the Astros had the in MLB history had the second best road winning percentage. It was over. It was, it's like it's over seven hundred. It's like they beat you here; they can beat you there. Mm-hmm. But I look at our lineup, and it goes deep, man. I mean, mm-hmm. Altuve, Springer, Bregman. Guriel, Correa, Reddick to an extent. You know, the drop-off starts with Josh Reddick, who isn't... It's not a bad drop-off to, to have. Gaddis, you know, Gaddis had 25 home runs. You're not even realize he had 25 home runs this year. Yeah, wow. He had a quiet 25 home run year. And then Tyler White came on this year. Came on strong, and he made the most of guys being hurt. And... Man, I mean, helped Bregman keep this team afloat when it could have easily gotten out of hand with Correa out, with Altuve out, and people kind of not knowing if this lineup could, could withstand those Tyler, injuries. Tyler White finished sixth on this team in war. <sighs> Only behind Bregman, Altuve, Springer, Correa, and Gonzalez. Wow. And barely behind Correa and Gonzalez. They both had 1.7. He was 1.5. So anything within one point, uh, anything within point like four is negligible. So it's like he was damn near. He was as valuable as Correa and Gonzalez. And it's like I look at Correa who. Definitely had a down year. Mm-hmm. 15 homers, 65 RBI, but he was hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was hurt for a large portion of the year. And came back and obviously wasn't healthy. Right. And took a couple of games off. Um, what was it? Yesterday's game, he had a, he looked much better. He had a, a, his swing back. So hopefully he's his back will hold up during the playoffs. And he's got a, whole, he's got a week. Mm-hmm. He has one week, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. One week until the game, five days. Game one is on Friday. Yeah, he took off today. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Good. I mean, that's 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 more than enough time to get any kind of rehab and on your back. And just rest. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, you know, the the rotation is just it's insane that who Morton and Keuchel are not going to be your top. Your, they're not going to be your three starters. You know, talk about that. Um, I'm not worried about starters. I'm going to talk about the um, the bullpen. Do you think they should substitute back Brad Peacock with James Jones? His name? Josh James. Josh James. Damn it. Yeah. He's, he's the guy this year. You know, Peacock had a great year last year. Um, was able to balance being a starter and a reliever when when you know he was able to do it all when they needed him to 
the season that Brad Peacock had last year, he went like 14-2, and 14-3, something like that. It's almost unheard of to be that good while going back and forth between the rotation and the bullpen. So to, to expect him to duplicate or even come near that kind of season again, was it, it's unrealistic. And so I wasn't completely surprised that he wasn't this, that good this year. But what surprised me was that Josh, uh, Josh James came on and pitched really well, uh, you know, as a starter, and pitched well, you know, in uh, in relief. bullpen between Josh James because he had what three starts? Uh, Josh James, fly, uh, yeah, three starts, three starts and and six games overall. So he didn't pitch a ton, but twenty one innings. 23. Did he pitch today? I think he did. Oh, that's why. I don't have that. I'm showing five games of 21 innings. So if he pitched today, it will be uploaded tomorrow on Fangraphs. But was a, between Josh James, Tony Sip, Tony Kemp, and half of George Springer, this is the blackest Astro team in years. <laughs> it's the J.R. Richard game. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, since... <laughs> since Derek freaking Bell. Yeah. <laughs> in 1997. I remember those damn Ring My Bell commercials. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that's right. Shout out to Derek Bell. He Shout was... out to Preston Tucker getting a job with the Astros. I was watching the game today and, you know, they had the, um, what are they called? Preston Wilson? Preston Wilson, I'm sorry. Um... I don't remember what they're called, but basically in between the game, little commercial where he comes in and explains. He was explaining how the warning track and how players use it to know where the wall, where the wall is. Oh, like an analyst. Yeah. So it's like, oh, look at you. You got a little job. The only thing I remember from you is that one time you slid into Craig Biggio and blew out his knee. <laughs> oh, that's right. As a member of the Marlins. Mm-hmm. The Florida Marlins. You can say it. Say it. Florida Marlins. There you go. How's it feel? Yeah. All right. Um, anything else? Should we just get the World Series picks? Well, I just you know, like I said, I'm going to ask because mm-hmm. most teams go three starters in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, are we looking at Verlander, Cole, and Morton? I'm sorry, I said Morton and Keuchel, but Verlander, Cole, <coughs> and Morton as your starters, or does Morton go to the bullpen and Keuchel is your your third starter? You know, I would probably make have Keiko start and have Morton come in just because the lefty situation. N- not only that, but the speed difference. If you're you have a guy, you know, the first couple of innings you have a guy who comes in, he's throwing, you know, a tops out at eighty nine, he's hitting the corners, and then later on you're getting a guy who's you know at ninety five with a curveball mm-hmm. that that'll flip flip up the hitters. Ah, uh, because okay. Because now you got to rev up to try to catch it. Right. It's harder to rev up the speed than to slow down. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That makes sense. Okay. I like it. I mean, I, I'm not mad at it at all, man. I, I like the idea of having any of these guys in your, you know, in your bullpen at this point for the playoffs. Morton, I mean, and Morton closed it out last year, right? Mm-hmm. Or was it McHugh? No, Morton. It was Morton. Yeah, I mean, so he, he's been there before as a... 
reliever in the postseason. Well, honestly, it, just, it really should be AJ just come and say, um, when, <laughs> look, we got a starter, and we got tomorrow's starter, and everybody else is in the bullpen. And mm-hmm. if I call you, call your number, I need you to get up and get ready. Yeah. And this team, what they did last year, and the brotherhood they have, and how much they respect AJ, they would do it, no questions asked. Because we saw that last year in the Boston series, of um, Verlander came in through the bullpen. That's right. Do you remember the game? Yeah, so it's like, if Justin Verlander's warming up and coming in the bullpen, you can't say anything. You better shut your damn mouth and be ready for that bullpen call. Because if a guy who's won Cy Young's and been an MVP, if he's willing to, you know, go out there and come in the bullpen whenever, jump whenever Skip tells him to jump, your ass better be do this, ready to do the same goddamn thing. I agree. I agree. And then, look, we're, you know, we're getting a healthy McCullers back, it looks like. He'll be ready to go for the playoffs with his, you know, electric stuff. And, again, this, this bullpen hasn't been that bad this year. I mean, they've been... They have the third best bullpen in all of baseball. Considering, I feel like we complained about the bullpen a lot this year. But it was still not that bad. It was still, like you said, the third best bullpen in baseball. We complained about them last year, too, and they were good. Yeah. They were, I think, top, they were definitely top five last year. Mm-hmm. So it's been a good bullpen two years running. Um, Ryan Presley has come over and been untouchable. Tony Sip has had his bounce back. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else on the team? Hector Rendon, Colin McHugh. Um, I mean, I don't like it, but I got to give it to Roberto Osuna. He's pitched well in the closer role. Is there a chance he closes out the World Series? Yes. And if he is, are you cheering? I can honestly say I, did, I didn't cheer last year when they won. I just sat there in stone silence. <laughs> Not stone like I was high, but stone like I was just mystified. You know, sure. Yeah. That's fair. So <laughs> if, the, if it happens again... And I don't cheer. Don't think it's just because it's a soon. Just think, think <laughs> oh okay. my God, I live to see the Astros go back to back. Right. Uh, okay, that's fair. I, I believe I believe you more than anybody. I was sitting. On, I wasn't even on the couch. I was sitting on the floor. I just, uh, just. Well, I told you what happened last year, right? We, I went to the. I went, went to, to the, the uh, viewing party, right? Game six viewing party, and we were going crazy, and I like. I think. I, I strained my back during the game, like cheering so much, and I blew my voice out from screaming and stuff, and we, we lost the game. Because I figured, I don't want to come back for Game 7. I don't want to watch Game 7. I want us to close it out for Game 6. And, of course, we lost Game 6. Mm-hmm. So I, I went to game to the Game 7 viewing party, and I was completely done. Like, I was useless. I, I could barely get out of my seat to cheer. It hurt. My back was in so much pain. I couldn't scream because my voice was blown out from the night before. And when we won, I just I just said, ah, the hell with it. And I just further hurt myself and just threw everything I had into celebrating that victory. <laughs> I knew I wasn't. I was like, I got to work in the morning. I can't be doing this. <laughs> uh, what else? Talk about the bullpen starters. And look, you know, you're listening to this episode, and it's like, oh, well, they talked so much about the National League. They didn't talk much about the American League. 
Because because at the end of the day, I think we can both. I think we're both going to pick the Astros, and this is a situation where it's not a homer. It's not entirely a homer pick. It's a legitimate pick. This team legitimately has the chance to go back to back this year. The first team to have that to have a legitimate chance like this since what? The Yankees. The one Yankees. Yeah, it's been a while since we had. A- a repeat champ in baseball. Oof. Sorry. Yeah. Had to yawn a little. Alright. Um, so, let's see that. So, we both pick Houston to... Both picking the Astros. Alright. So, let me ask, ask the question. If you're an MLB exec, what World Series matchup makes you want to jump out a window? Jump out of window mm-hmm. in, in terms of like... In terms of, I just want to commit suicide. These ratings are so bad. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Let me look at the standings again. So it's well, it's obvious it would be Oakland and Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Oakland, Colorado, or Oakland and uh, Milwaukee? Oakland and Colorado because it would be a, a West Coast World Series. Ah, you're right. At least the Milwaukee could get the Midwest. And the games would be Central Time at least, but if it's Oakland, Colorado, that's that's a that's a West Coast series, and nobody's gonna watch that. Mm-hmm. Not even people on the West Coast. I mean, yeah. let's just be honest. So yeah, if you're an exec, that's the series you don't want to see. I'm looking at it, I'm looking at it right now. It's like if you're an exec, three out of the five AL teams they make it to the World City Series, you're ecstatic. Boston and New York, Boston, New York, and Houston trying to repeat. I would say four because I think I feel like Cleveland is you know they're they've got the long they've got the longest dry spell right currently. Mm-hmm. Two years ago it was Cleveland and Chicago they were mm-hmm. battling out who's going to win their first title first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think fans are always going to tune into Cleveland Indians. I mean, they've been to the World Series twice in the past 25 years, three times in the past 25 years. They've had a movie franchise made after them, you know. Cleveland is more popular, I think, than people give credit for. People tune into Cleveland Indians more than, I think, they uh, are consciously aware of. Because if you think of Major League. I think of Major League. I think of the 90s Indians teams. I think of two years ago, and I think of them right now. So that wouldn't be a... I think execs would be okay with them being... They're especially okay now that they got rid of Chief Wahoo. Right, yeah. So who do, But who do executives want to see? If, if they could plan this out, it'd probably be New York and L.A. LA. Who's it going to be this year? Eh. Houston and Milwaukee. I mean... I pick Milwaukee. Yes. I'm picking Houston. And I pick Houston and Chicago, which... That would be a great... The last two champs meeting. And the last two champs meeting. And a long long time rival. They would definitely air... um, You know, before game one, they would show... The a, the NL matchups that we've had with the Cubs yeah. in the past <laughs> that be on the on the real right before the game starts highs and lows all around mm-hmm. that 
that um, that rivalry. Alright. I like it. I'm excited, man. I'm, you know, playoffs are here. It, I mean, it means the end of the regular season. You know, summer's over. That's all kind of a bummer. But, man, October baseball is here. <clears throat> this is a great time. In <clears throat> Excuse me. October baseball, football. We just back. Yeah, football's back. And basketball and NBA starting to wrap up. Be getting underway. Mm-hmm. I like it, man. I'm... Yeah. We's done with the baseball? We're done. Cause I know earlier you talked about um, we're gonna time to go to the nerd side about the Dark Phoenix trailer. Oh yeah. You wanna get your thoughts on it, so you know I'm gonna play it. Okay. And let you go. Uh, no, I saw it. Well I wanna play it again to uh, get in your get it fresh. So are you ready? Let's do it. Can we play this audio? We're not. Okay. Fox should be thanking us for paying yeah. this audio. <laughs> so, I was kind of, you can let it play while, while I'm watching. I was kind of um, confused by it at times. But I like this girl, was it Sophie Turner? Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? I have to keep it stable. Um, I protected her. They're going off the... X-Men Last Stand plot, basic kind of. Where Xavier contains the Phoenix in her mind. Which which is dumb because it was dumb in that movie. Don't remake your dumb mistakes, (laughs) Fox! And you've got such a great cast. You've you know... Is this going to be set in the 90s? Mm, I believe so. See, that's what I've liked about these movies as well, is that the first one, first class was set in the 60s. Um, Days of Future Past was in the 70s. I mean, the main story, the, the main action was in the 70s. X-Men Apocalypse was in the 80s, and looks like this will be in the 90s. How do we keep jumping every 10 years but no one looks any older? Well, they're mutants. They don't age. What about Moira? Moira? Yeah. She's old. She looks the same. It's like that movie in between, um, oh, what was that? First Class and Apocalypse. 10 years ages, but she looks the same. No, no, 15, 20 years. And she looks the same. She ain't a mutant. She's got good genes. She's got shorter hair and she has a kid. She had a son in the in Apocalypse. Kids age you. She should be looking even older. Not everybody. Yes, everybody. Kids are terrible. Never have. Maybe she works out. Magneto is back. What do you think of uh, 
uh, Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy. McAvoy, McAvoy is Professor X and Charles and uh, Magneto. They're both great actors. I said it after first class. Move along, McKellen and Stewart. You've got plenty of things to rest your laurels on, to rest your accolades on. Get out of here. Scram. Beat it. McAvoy and Fassbender are Professor X and Magneto, in my in my opinion. So, we're talking about. Uh, I want to talk about this funeral scene they're going to have. Who dies? Who do you think? Mystique. It's obviously Mystique. Why do you say that? Well, two reasons. One movie reason, one non-movie reason. Mm-hmm. Movie reason, if you watch the trailers, you'll see that Beast is just pissed at Charles. Okay. And one reason could be Jean lose control. Like that scene we just saw where she's in the town, she's throwing the damn chopper around, she's destroying the cop car. She accidentally kills Mystique. Okay. And Beast rages at Charles for not stopping this. Two. It's Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Can't, can't afford her anymore. <laughs> she basically she she did she didn't want to come back to the last movie. She came back for that one. I think the director just basically said, "Hey, this you're you're here for half a movie. We're killing you off." So it's a it's a Harrison Ford Han Solo. Yeah, we're killing we're killing yeah. you off. We're paying you such and such. You're here for half, you know six weeks. You'll be dead. And you go and do whatever else you want to do. Look, she's she's an Oscar nominee. At this point, you know... They never expect her to be this big of a star. Of because if they did, they would have cast her as Jean Grey. Oh, okay. That's just a dream. In fact, the dude who plays um, Beast Holt, mm-hmm. he should have been Cyclops. I think oh, okay. he may have been Cyclops than Beast. But also, if you want someone to die, you need someone with that has... A connection with the audience, right? And now these movies, this new, these reboot of X Men movies. What character has more? I, ironically, Ooh. it's your biggest star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, look, we're looking at it. it's not BC's here. Yeah. Charles Xavier's on the other side, so it's not them two. So it's not Mac. It's not uh, uh, what's his name? McAvoy. It's not Hope. Jennifer Lawrence is the obvious choice. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> And can we talk about why the hell is Storm out here in the rain holding a goddamn umbrella? You control the weather. Just make it move. She's too distraught. She doesn't want to. Too distraught to use your powers. Yes. The powers you've been using since you were a little orphan stealer. Yes. All right. It makes sense. I, 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 it makes sense to me. So, do you think uh, the Star Jammers get involved? I have no idea. When is the movie coming out? Do you know? Uh, I think it said February 14th. Uh, no, it got moved. Already? You didn't know that? I just saw the trailer last week. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, like it got moved right after that. Oh, okay. Let me okay, did, okay, I thought I saw something else. Did it say October 2019? Is next year? Uh, let me Google. I thought that you saw that. Because I could have sworn after June seventh. Uh, June seventh. Okay, so it got moved back five months, four months. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, where did you? I can wait. 
you know, this is the second time this movie's been moved back because it's supposed to come out. It was supposed to come out. What this time last this year? Yeah, sometime around this year. Uh, I think so. Um, but I'm I'm okay. You know, I I can wait because I have enjoyed this reboot of the franchise essentially. Um, especially after X Men: The Last Stand. I thought that's it. They'll never get it right. They'll never, you know, we'll never see them again. And then they came out, and for me, I, you know, it's weird how I wasn't even aware of the reboot when they came out, when X Men First Class came out. And I was completely blown away. It's also like Batman Begins. I didn't really even realized they were rebooting the Batman franchise back in 05. Now granted, I wasn't paying attention as much back in 05. And I, you know, I guess it's safe to say a lot of people weren't. Because all you had at the time were Spider-Man movies and the X-Men movies. But mm-hmm. um, when I saw that First Class was coming out, I thought, oh, hell, I don't know about this. But then I saw it and I was like, Oh my God! Why wasn't I? Why did I know about this sooner? Why wasn't I? You know, on pins and needles, waiting for this movie. Like it was so amazing, um, and so I've I've stuck with the franchise since. I've liked. Um, now I will say I've liked each movie less and less. I think. I think I've liked them less and less as they've come along, but I haven't disliked any of these movies. So. That's where I'm at with the, X, the current X-Men uh, franchise. X-Men First Class, my favorite and the best. And yeah. they just got... As went on. I was fine with Days of Future Past. Rewatching X-Men Apocalypse, it's just... Complete dislike? Uh, I guess Marvel has ruined things because we have a big bad... He's supposed to be a big bad. It's like Apocalypse can do all this, all of his powers and all this stuff, and you guys beat him in one movie <laughs> easily. It's like let's join our powers and fight together. Well, he's, he he has potential to come back, and his powers don't make any sense. They really don't. They just it was like he can do whatever he wants at one moment and then be restricted because it just. I don't know. It was cr- like that one scene where um, those thieves were chasing Storm, mm-hmm. and he uses the sand out of the pillar to cut their heads, yeah. and never uses it again against the X Men. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. it's just there were yeah there were definitely inconsistencies mm-hmm. with his with his abilities. Um, and the less said about the Wolverine movies, the better. I mean, just to the point where I don't even I've never even seen them. I saw the first one with Deadpool, and I said... That is not Deadpool. That is a bastardization from a <laughs> Fox exec. How the fuck are you going to do Deadpool with no goddamn mouth? <laughs> the Merc without a mouth. Yeah. The silent Merc. Oh, I never saw Logan. 
No, I, I haven't seen it either. Um, I'm one of the uh, Deadpool just didn't hit for me. I still haven't seen it. I still haven't seen everybody else loves it. They love the 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 comedic comedy. They love Ryan Reynolds, everything. And I saw in the theaters. I've seen it on TBS. I've seen it on, you know, uh, DVDs, other people's houses. It just it just doesn't hit me. That's okay. I know. I'm like people complain. You don't like it. Like I don't like it. But you know what? It made you know seven hundred million dollars. Good for it. Good for them. Just not your cup of tea. Nope. The new Mutants movie's never coming out. <laughs> that Gambit movie is never coming Never. Who's been in their role longer without a movie? Channing Tatum as Gambit or The Rock as Black Adam? Channing Tatum as Gambit because they announced Channing Tatum like two years before The Rock was rumored to play Black Adam. If you want to watch a good X-Men series, watch The Gifted on Fox. Gifted is good. It just came back last, really? know, last week. Yeah, last okay. Yeah, I just saw the 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 first episode of season two on Hulu oh, yesterday. Dang, I gotta go back and watch it. Yeah, I, that is on my to do list. Perhaps this Saturday, this Sunday night before I go to bed. I think I've, as soon as you leave, I think I'm gonna watch it. Okay, cool, cool. It's good, it's good to be back. Any other TV you're watching? No, not yet. Well, this new fall season hasn't started. Dude, I've been, you know, catching up with things. I've uh, started watching Ozark. Heard it's good? It's good. Well, I'm looking forward to all the... Co- I, I mostly watch the comic book stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for Gotham, Arrow, The Flash. Yeah, it is. Know, I, I've, I can... I've given up on The Flash. Yeah. It's... it's a, I'm at a point where I'll... At most, binge watch it, and I'll just let the whole season run and watch it later. The only episode I'm guaranteed to watch is the crossover episode right, they have. Right. Uh, everything else, if I listen to a podcast called a uh, Super Tuesday Review, and they review the episodes, mm-hmm. and if it's a good episode, they say it's good, then I'll go back and watch it. But the Flash has lost me the last two years while Arrow. Ever since the whole arrows bounced back since the Damien Dark season. Yeah, that was the was that the worst season? Yes. What was the season before that? Who was the villain before that? Was that uh, I think it was Deathstroke. Oh, Slade. Okay, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, the Darks. What's weird is he's really his he really works. Damien Dark works on Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. He works. It doesn't cool. work. He's great there. Yeah. But the whole magic thing, I, I guess, just because it's the magic thing, he didn't work on um, Arrow. Yeah. But Prometheus. Season five, excellent, was yes. I believe their best season. Season six, it fell off from season five, of course, because yeah. it's hard to have two great seasons in a row. But still, it, it kept me hooked. I liked it. I did too, and I can't wait to see what they do with Ollie in prison now. I'm can't. I'm looking forward to this season for sure. So yeah, those are the kind of show. I mean, Gotham and Arrow, and now uh, the is, Gifted. Or is this Arrow's last? I mean, Gotham's last season. I hope not, but I don't. I don't know what the what the plan is for that show. But well, they have a guy on there being the Joker. They just can't call him the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> DC's rules are fucking ridiculous. And um, for but for me, those are the shows that I you know that I want to watch as soon as I can. Flash. I'll watch it whenever I can, but Arrow, Gotham, and The Gifted. I want to watch. ASAP. Have you kept up with the uh, the Netflix series? 
No, I only keep up for the mo- this at this point with Daredevil, and then when they do a second season of uh, the Punisher. I said I didn't watch the Punisher. I haven't watched Luke Cage. I heard it was good. I hadn't watched Iron Fist. Yeah, I'm behind. Iron on Fist it. apparently is only ten episodes, and I've heard multiple reports and reviews. It's great. Okay. The second season. Cool. Cool. There's there's a lot to catch up on. There's so much to catch up. Did we talk about the news of Disney? They're uh, they're doing their streaming. Yeah, we've mentioned. I think we've talked about it in the and past. Did we talk about what they're doing? They're having like the MCU people like Scarlet Witch and Loki. They're going to have their like they're going to have TV shows like streaming shows. It makes sense. I mean, you have to fill up a, a service like that. You have to add new content besides putting on the movies that you already have. You know, because you can only watch. The Little Mermaid so many times. <laughs> you didn't think I was going there. <laughs> I know where you're going. The Lion King so many times. Iron Man so many times. You know, until you need something for and you know, you have to you have to put out new content while you're waiting for the big blockbusters to make their way to the streaming service. So you know uh, you know what I think they're gonna blow out there? Star Wars. There's yeah because they have all they have all all the movies that you know they bought Lucas Art so all the stuff that's happening on you know you you know they had the extended universe yeah yeah and Disney basically said none of that it doesn't exist they can do it though and they're like hey it's like it makes sense because they want to make it's their their uh, toy box they want to do what they want with it and so I think we're gonna get all kinds of like. Like um, what do they call it? like the Netflix series where we get like ten episode series filled in the gaps in Star Wars? Because mm-hmm. you watch the old episode of Star Wars, and going back now, they the uh, Disney and Marvel put up comic books that explain things like how could Darth Vader make CB three O as a child and then not recognize them in episodes three, four, four, five, and six, <laughs> and the comics explain that. Explains how after the first Death Star blows up, how Darth Vader got back good with the Empire. The comics explain that. It's like, you guys are going back and putting in that grout <laughs> and <laughs> making sure everything looks smooth. The shit that um, George Lucas just overlooked. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think so there's, yeah, there's potential yeah. to right those wrongs, fill in those gaps. Yeah. And who knows what happens once this. Um, Fox deal go through, so maybe I will get the, the streaming service. Oh, there's no maybe about it. I'm getting. <laughs> you are okay. <laughs> I'm getting it. Disney. You, you, I, I saw someone tweeted something on the um, after the Captain Marvel trailer. They said it's Di- it's Disney's money. I'm just holding on to it for them, and that's true. The United States of, mm-hmm. of the United States of Disney. Mm-hmm. In ten years, that's what will be. Be living under. Any other? No, that's it. I mean, TV I'm, movies. No, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to the shows, but honestly, you know, right now I'm I'm sports. officially in playoff mode, man. I'm I'm excited about this season. Sports, 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 sports. Yeah. Sports. Astros all the way, man. I agree. The Astros win again. I'm gonna be a full ass online. <laughs> All right, all right. That wraps it up for episode 
98. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to think about what I want to say next. Um, Twitter? Twitter. Follow, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. <laughs> and you wouldn't mind leaving us a uh, review on iTunes. And you know what I'm doing? I'm going to... Probably episode 100, I'm going to put down a mailbag so people can talk to us and they can tell us what they like, what they don't like, what we can do to help their listening experience. I like it. Maybe by episode 100, we'll have intro and outro music. I like that too. <laughs> Alright. You just shook your head like it's never happened. <laughs> Alright guys. That's Anthony. I'm the Quincy. Later, baby.